0: The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Tone Factory Recording Studios in Las Vegas, the Craft House Brewery, Moonshot.com, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofte.
1: I didn't get your name. I got yours, uh, Vincent, right? But, but I, I never got your. My
0: name's name. Pitt, and your ass ain't talking your way out
1: of I just want you to know, i just want you to know how sorry we are we we got into this thing with the best intentions really i
0: never oh i'm sorry did i break your concentration i didn't mean to do that please continue you were saying something about best intention oh you were finished will allow me to retort. And it only got worse after that. That was one of the most iconic scenes in movie history with Samuel Jackson and my next guest, actor Frank Whaley, who's got that face that has been in 80-plus films and TV series from Pulp Fiction, Field of Dreams, Born on the Fourth of July, The Doors, and now starring in Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. Frank joins me now from New York City. Hi. Nice to talk to you. Frank, welcome, in and, and I think it's Safe to say that you're a guy who loves to work. You've been in so many great projects over the years.
1: Yes. Well, I hate to work, but I have no choice. <laughs> but yes, I have been. I've been. I've been really lucky to to have been been uh, been in so many great things, and c- continue to
0: work. Yes. Has it been the case where one thing has kind of led to the other, or have you had to audition just like everybody else?
1: Well, both. Sometimes, you know, like things just kind of come to me and other times I have to go out and you know fight for it a little bit but but these days you know I've been doing this for 35 years or so yeah these days I kind of just um, kind of wait for the for the phone to ring it's a, it's a it's a tri- funny tricky business that way you know it's like, you know a lot a lot of people think of you know actors as being living like kind of rich famous glamorous lives but a lot of actors right. are kind of middle class sort of workers you know waiting and struggling and, and like that raising raising you know it's okay. it can be tough but but it's also very gratifying and and uh lucky and i'm lucky to be in it
0: yeah i've talked to so many actors over the years and successful ones like yourself and and every one of them says this could be my last job you know
1: yeah that's how it feels that's how it feels and you know a lot of actors like what i what i what i've done what i've managed to do is kinda of branch out into other areas like writing and directing to make to, you know to just to supplement my income that way and and um but it's you know the it's it's changed over the years. You know, a lot a lot of it now is, is has to do with social media and you know and um how many followers you have and on, on you know on on Twitter and so forth. And when I started out it was it was a whole different thing. So it's 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 changed and evolved. It's hard sometimes when you get older to keep up with those types of changes, but
0: you know you do what you can. Yeah, I talked to Eric Roberts once about social media, and he says, "Yeah, I mean, you you fight it at first, but you've got to do it if you're gonna if you're gonna continue." Yeah, congratulations on the new film Hustlers. What part do you play in this?
1: I play um, a guy named Reese, who is a uh, kind of a Wall Street bigwig, and it's 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 the, the movie's based on this. Uh, this uh, uh, New York New Yorker article about these women who are um, who are uh, strippers who uh, come up with this scheme to uh, outwit these these rich guys out of their money and uh, and I play one of the guys that gets hustled by them.
0: How was it working with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu, who seems to be a rising star?
1: It was it was fun. It was a little bit intimidating. It was. You know I found myself you know in uh, in, in these in these uh, nightclub scenes, sitting you know the, uh, <laughs> inches away from these women you know, can't believe really dancing in front of me right That was a very strange experience but but overall, it was great you know the 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 script was terrific and you know, and the director was really uh, talented, so it was exciting to be there. It's funny to be to go from you know a little independent film to a television series to like a huge budget you know. A film like this. So it was exciting.
0: I have noticed through the years that you have this, uh, this over-the-top, uh, scene-stealing intensity. And I'm wondering, does, does a lot of that come from your stage work? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, the, the, it all starts with the need to, to, be, to be seen and heard. And that's I think that's why I started out to, to be an actor. I came from a very unlikely uh, place. Um, you know, to, uh, uh, from my childhood to become an actor, and I think it was a need to be heard and and to, and, and to perform, and I started on stage, and you know, and it comes in handy. You know, movies like this, uh, with with hustlers, like you know, a lot of the scenes were unscripted and called for improvisation, and uh, most of my scenes, and so that stage sort of training came in very handy.
0: Although I, you know, when you look at that scene that you had with Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction, you, it was more of a shell shocked look on your face with not as <laughs> much not as much dialogue. Did you know exactly what Sam was going to say? I'm not sure how tightly written the you know the whole script thing is with Quentin Tarantino. Um,
1: yeah, I was pretty was pretty clear about what, what was gonna what was going on there, but you know, with Sam Jackson, you know, every he's such a uh, you know a dynamic performer every 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 take was different, and so it was you know a lot of that was what what he was doing what he was what he was you know bringing to it was pretty amazing uh,
0: do you believe that Quentin is only going to do one more film because this is what he 's been saying lately
1: uh hard to say i mean I I, I I would doubt i mean i think he's a filmmaker that that is kind of driven and loves what he does so i'd be i'd be really surprised by that, but you know it, 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 it's hard to, it's hard to know i mean he's he, he you know from what he's accomplished he doesn't really have to do much more you know he's kind of, kind of legendary for what he's accomplished already so
0: I have to say that I loved you in Ironweed with Jack Nicholson is it true that he basically had to approve you in the role because you were playing him as a younger guy
1: yeah he, um, th- um, that was my first film and uh, I I I was uh, up in Albany I, they, they brought me up to Albany to, to read for Hector Babanko the director and and uh so I went into the, to, to the trailer, Hector Babenko's trailer, to, 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 to audition for the part, and he said, yep, I like him, and then he said, but we have to, you know, we have to bring him over, and they just took me out, walked across the, uh, the parking lot to where Jack Nicholson's room was, and I knocked on his door, and he came out and, like, t- took a look at me and just kind of nodded, and I was, <laughs> <very> <laughs> that was very yeah. that, that was the approval.
0: The king has spoken. Um, yeah. You know, and of course, you worked with Oliver Stone several times. How intense was it for you as a young actor to do Born on the Fourth of July? Because I've heard stories about Oliver Stone and how tough he can be on the set. Very,
1: very scary. Yeah, especially the first the first film I did with Oliver was Born on the Fourth of July. And the, the, first, the first scene I had in the movie, I had a big scene with Tom Cruise and... I came. I, and I was doing another film at the same time, a film called Little Monsters, and I was do, was right. kind of flying between North uh, North Carolina and Dallas, where we were filming. And I'd flown in late the night before, and uh, hadn't hadn't really memorized my my lines uh, the way probably I should have. And and uh, I, I, we started to rehear. We just started to rehearse the scene, and I was looking at my pages instead of you know like and instead of just saying the lines and he he was not happy and and uh kind of ordered me off the set to go to go and memorize the lines and not not to come back until i had the lines memorized it was it was one of the scariest moments of my of my life
0: yeah yeah went out and clammed this clammed the lines into my head and came back obviously you made a great impression having worked with him several times um yeah. and your your friend val Kilmer on the doors movie all we hear is that he never broke character now I, I know you're friends with him but is that the case did he try to stay you know real method about this
1: uh pretty much yeah he he you know he he's he's kind of a val's a real playful funny guy and a lot of that was kind of you know just his way of playing around but yeah he you know he was he, he He wore these leather pants that he never took off, supposedly he <laughs> on them, and he, you know he kept them on and everybody had to call him jim um, Right. i mean I, I didn't but i mean you know we he, <laughs> That's that's the that's the myth that's the uh the lore of that film, but you know yeah. he was really into it and and he is kind of like you know he gets he gets into he gets into the role he he was in he was in um the first film i I wrote and directed, which is called Joe the king yeah and you know, he put on, he put on you know, he, he, had, he, put, he put on a bunch of weight and he, he really exposed himself um, in that film, like, you know, literally, um, you know, the, the, the weight he had put on. And so he, he, he gets into it. He's, you know, he's really, he's really uh, amazing that way.
0: I know that you had a lot of fun working in the Marvel Universe on Luke Cage. You must have really enjoyed that.
1: I loved it. Yeah,
0: that was one of the funnest things I've ever
1: done. And it's a whole different experience. When you become a member of the of the of the Marvel family, you know it's you know they it's 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 really kind of amazing to, to get into that world. Um, the fans are so they're they're so loyal and they're so kind of yeah. you know, uh, wild about about the the, the the characters and and they they know every facet of the characters.
0: Have you ever been to any of those Comic Con type places?
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. I, I went to uh, this big San Diego Comic Con uh, when when they launched Luke Cage, uh, and just marvelous these people—they they just love it. And I've been I've been to a few shows since, and um, I'm hoping they bring back uh, my character and someone. I'm I'm always ho- hoping that you know that, that they'll, they'll decide to bring Raphael Scarf, the character I played, and and yeah, and Luke Cage back into it because. You know, there's a lot of crossover in those shows and those movies.
0: Frank, you're a big favorite. Uh, we can't wait to see you in Hustlers. It begins uh, September 13th. It was great to talk to you, Frank. I, I, best of luck to you in the future. My pleasure. Thank you very much. There he goes, one of the busiest actors in Hollywood and one of the most sought-after character guys who has done such great work over the years. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofte. I'll see you next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.